Welcome to Creative Patapatai, the podcast edition, an ongoing interview series showcasing creative people in Tauranga and the Western Bay of Plenty. Together we explore artistic influences, creative process and unique cultural aspects, delving into the minds of these unique individuals. By the way, Patapatai is te reo Māori for the act of questioning, inquiring, provoking, challenging and interviewing. This podcast is brought to you by Creative Bay of Plenty, a charitable trust guiding the growth of arts and the culture sector. We are here to make the region more exciting, expressive, connected and interesting. Kia ora koutou, ko Connor Johnston, toku ingoa. I'm Connor Johnston and today I'll be chatting with Lynette Fisher. You can learn more about Lynette by visiting her profile in our creative directory at creativebop.org.nz and on a website www.lynettefisherart.com. Make sure you check out both links and get in touch to say hi. So, let's get into it. Welcome, Lynette. Uh, kia ora, Connor. How is it going today? Kia ora, fantastic. How are you doing? Good, good, yep. Nice. So would you like to tell us a little bit about your artistic discipline? Yeah, sure. So, I um, mainly paint and draw. So, mm. I'm pretty sort of old school standard. Um, so, yeah. So, basically, my day would maybe consist of getting up and getting into the studio as early as I can. Wow. And... Um, just research, write, research. That means pretty much scroll Instagram. Yeah. Um, and, you know, try and get some paint or pencil on canvas or paper. <clears throat> so what was your first real job, second and third? Oh, God, my first real job <laughs> um, was when I was at school. There was this really cool uh, record shop, <laughs> not unlike this mood that we're sitting in and my job was to check to see if the records were up to a grade so I'd grade them and then pay people they'd come in and get their um, drug money and <laughs> I'd give them that and um, and then I'd resell the albums when they were graded and cleaned wow, cool. and sell all sorts of other paraphernalia yeah I was, I think I was 16 when I studied at AUT I came back to Tauranga and I just got a job at the only gallery in t- town at the time, which mm. was Harrison's on 11th Avenue. It's not there anymore. And I just was the like a curator, gallerist person and then learned how to picture frame. And then my third job was like picture framing for years. So you're always sur- surrounding yourself with art yep. or music, whatever it is. Absolutely. Fantastic. Yeah, that's all I ever wanted to do. That's <laughs> awesome. So we briefly touched on this before. If you went away from the Bay of Plenty for a long time and then came back, where would you want to go? I would go grab a coffee at Tapuna Deli. I've got to give them a shout out. Um, <laughs> like we, we, This is controversial, but they do do a good coffee. Um, then I'd go, I would just go and hang out, I'd just go and see what's going on at the um, art gallery in mm. town. Great little space, see what they've got going on, talk to the girls, see what's what else is happening, because I usually got a bit of a finger on the pulse. Then come down here, talk to the chicks at the incubator, mm. see what's going on at the jam factory, cool. mood. Seems to be sort of where you come to figure out what's going on in art. All right, what would you say is missing from your Bay of Plenty community environment? <laughs> a museum. That's the short answer. Everyone knows that we've got a couple of uh, hangers, warehouses, I'm trying to say. That's the word I was trying to figure out. Full of our Tonga. You know, like we've got nowhere to go and see them. It's Mm. all there. It's been kept, looked after. And, um, you know, we've got, and we can't see it. Unless you know the people that work there that can take you through, that's it. You can't. So it just blows my mind. It just blows my mind that there's nowhere to come and see anything about the story of Tauranga in this city. Where would you like to live if you, that you haven't already lived yet? Okay, well, there's a few places I wouldn't mind living. Um, 
I, you know, I'm so attracted to New York. I just want to go to New York and hang. Mm. I don't know whether I, I don't know whether living there would be good because I think it would be quite a hard community to get into. The idea of being a New Yorker is kind of like romantic and cool. I'd love to. I'd love to go to like Italy and live there for a while. But you know, I'd, like I said in my interview, I'd settle for Melbourne. Mm. Well, even Wellington. I mean, if we're not allowed to leave the country, let's just go Wellies. I'll <laughs> yeah. do there. I'll Sounds go there. Good to me. I've, I've lived in Auckland. Well. I don't need to go back there again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure, for sure. <laughs> so I'm attracted uh, to the cities, you know, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. Either that or maybe Raglan. I get yeah. my coffee beans from there. Love Raglan. Delicious. Raglan roast, yeah, yeah. hazelnut, chocolatey twist. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> so a few months ago, you had an expedition at the Incubator Creative Hub that yep. used nostalgia as its hook, which I know is a uh, con- uh, common theme for you yep. and your work. Yep. Would you like to tell us a little bit more about the themes of nostalgia and uh, the new normal I used and why they're important oh, to you? New normal. Yeah, well, that, that whole exhibition was based around... Um, that nostalgia but also too I was kind of making a comment on people that I'm a bit sick of people whining about the kids on their devices (laughs) like where's the evidence I see kids everywhere and they're not on devices they're running around they're making up games they're hassling their parents just like everyone has done since the dawn of time Um, so it was more about hey we've been given these weeks of um, having your kids home or having your parents 100% to yourself. This is, you know, based on the last lockdown, which was a little bit more exciting because it was quite unique and, like, mm. gimmicky. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, woo! new hot thing. And it was like doing that. Like, it was, it was basically saying, hey, you know, kids, kids are kids. They do stuff. You know, it was also, too, looking at interaction, dynamic between humans, not necessarily children, but statements on dynamics between humans, like is the kid that makes up all the games on the playground, is that kid going to grow up and be the CEO because he likes telling people what to do? Or is that what what happens with that? Is right, that right, how yeah. does that eventually calm mm. you as an adult? How that bleeds through into your adulthood and your... Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and I, because I, I don't know, I think, I sit here and think, oh yeah, I used to think that when I was a kid and I still have those same sort of things in my head. Yeah. So I'm like, well, how does that even work? So it's basically me just trying to unpack stuff like that. Yeah. But sure. in the end, it's like cute pictures and people like to make their own stories up about it. Mm. I, I've heard there's eight. there was 18 works. I heard, you know, more than 50 stories about every single one of them and how it meant to the viewer. Wow. So that's the exciting stuff yeah. when people start actually drilling you about what your work is about and standing in front of it. All right. Yeah. So you love, love that feedback process. Yeah, totally. Yeah. After the work's been made and continuing yeah. off. And, oh, right. Yeah, and it's been, you know, exhibited how you want it to be because yeah. that's when you lose your control. Mm. As soon as it's out, as soon as it's up, as soon as it's been displayed and people are looking at it, that's the death of me. I've gone, I'm, that's not my work anymore. It's mm. out. Yeah. Yeah. So we could talk about all of that, but... Starts getting a bit art schooly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It must be a very interesting process relinquishing control after you. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like you, for example. You know, you you set a scene, you act the scene. It's recorded. It's cut. It's done. Yeah. It's nothing to do with you anymore. In it's a way, yeah. You've yeah. got no control over that after totally you've right. finished. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yes. Yeah, same with art. Same with writing. Oh, I'd love to know um, any anecdotes from your childhood that have reflected through into your work. 
God, it's so long ago, Connor. Um, <laughs> let me think. And I mean, I grew up in the 70s. So it's it's all under that orange filter with the, with the what's the, what are those spot things in a camera? Bokeh? Is that oh, what they're yeah, called? Yeah, um, it's kind of that. <laughs> Halcyon days of of um, skipping around. I, I mean, I grew up in the Waikato, so I um, lived in a little settlement, I guess, a little village called Wardville, which is just outside of Waharoa, which is just outside of Matamata. So oh, yeah. very small. My dad was the headmaster of the little school from year dot to standard four as it was called which i don't know what year that is but <laughs> there was only 70 students in the entire school so that's my childhood so we had mm-hmm. you know calf club we had um our funny little swing sports in the tiny little blue pool did you say calf cl- calf club so, so that's like a very agriculture i think they pretty much still do that so we had like our pets were lambs and calves <laughs> before they went to the slaughter Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) So they would have these events which were called Calf Club Day and you'd bring your lamb and calf along and compete. So I remember winning a yellow, which is third. I was a little bit gutted I didn't win it. A third place for what was called rearing and grooming, which I thought was rearing and blooming. So I thought my <laughs> I thought my lamb was really bloomy, <laughs> and I was really pissed that I didn't win it. My car, my lamb was called Sally, and uh, <laughs> anyway, rearing and grooming meant how good your pet looked, like you would groom it, yeah. like a lamb. There was things like how quickly you could call your lamb, and it would come to you. <laughs> oh my God, I hope you're going to cut this out. This is so weird. But yeah, that is that what you meant? Yeah, that's, <laughs> I went to a school of 70 kids as well, and we did like, we used to bring our little cal- calves and lambs. Oh, so and you get in. that. You yeah, get yeah, it. Yeah, okay. We, yeah. Good to know that still happens. Eight years, less than 10 kids per class. Mean. That's what was your. Um, Mat- Ka- Matahui Road, out in Katikati. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. So, what was your calf called? Lamb. Sally. No. Nah. <laughs> I actually had a dog, but most of the most oh, of the farm cheater. kids had those for pets. <laughs> yeah, I was definitely cheating because he came to me whenever I called. You know. What are the mm. earliest stories you remember hearing? Perhaps ones you were told about the world. My dad, the school teacher, the headmaster that I mentioned before, mm-hmm. he would wait until we went on our um, family trips. Right. So we would go get in the car and the old. E.H. Holden station wagon <laughs> and we would be literally enclosing the car you know when your parents get you in the car and they want to talk to you literally that's how it was and he would tell mm-hmm. us stories about Honeheke he, he would tell us stories about astronomy and all sorts of weird historical stuff that he thought that we needed to know with our lives mm. so I have this weird I'm quite good in a quiz Quiz. I need some of my quiz team. Pub quiz. Yeah, I'm quite good at that because I had this random weird recall of memories because of my dad. And my mum would just sit there and probably just roll her eyes and correct him because she was a school teacher as well. What advice, Lynette, would you offer an aspiring creative person? Uh, Get to know your people. Get to know the industry before you Mm. think you know more. It's It's basic, but I think very important to actually find who you need to know. Yes. Not in a bad way, not like turning up to a group and going, and, right, who do I need to know? <laughs> but finding who you need to know through various, you know, just get out there. And I think, um, but probably more important than that is just get to work. Like that's a Jerry Saltz quote. I, 
kind of love him. He's like an art critic and art writer in the States. And he just says, get to work, you big babies. Go, just work. Just go do it. Just, you have to. Yeah. For no reason other than you've got to, right? 100%. Get that? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. You can know all the people in the world and that's fantastic, but you actually need to do the mahi yourself. Oh, heck yeah. Because then they're like, okay, so I'm coming to your studio or I'm coming to your pra- whatever. Mm. What have you got? And then that's it. It's gone if you haven't got anything to show them. And What are you planning for 2022 that nobody else knows yet? Okay. Um, Here we go. What am I planning? Well, actually, I have got a couple of pictures. We've pitched and got a – I've got a couple of friends that we work really well together. Um and our work is so different, but it, it curates amazingly. Like, we're always surprised. So we've got, um, at the end of this year, we've got um, an exhibition called Hand Me Down. And that's going to be at the Gallagher Centre of Performing Arts. Over, it used to be called on Lawson, over at the Waikato University. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that, that space in there. Also, with the same group, we're doing a, I can't tell you who we're pitching to, but it's a, it's a decent space in Auckland that we're pitching to next year um so we're trying to just pull all of that together at the moment Mm. obviously that you know what happens at the end of the year will feed into that as well was there anything else exciting that you wanted to mention Lynette that you're looking forward to I'm looking forward to seeing some live music in a really big venue you love it you hate it because of the people and the explosion and that's overwhelming but when you can't do it you miss it right and also just yeah just to see performances and exhibitions like good mm. good hearty artwork i mean i can't say you can't i'm looking forward to the borders are open again so we can do stuff go see some new places yeah yeah thanks for listening to this creative patapatai podcast creative bay of plenty is here to ensure arts and culture thrive in tauranga and the western bay our non-profit organization is passionate about celebrating sense of place the creative process and a growing community of artists makers producers and performers Creative BOP can help accommodate your creative projects and events, provide mentoring opportunities, and support your innovations, no matter how big or small. Our friendly team will help you achieve your creative aspirations with experts on funding, promotions, and more. Best of all, our services are free. Find out more at creativebop.org.nz. Creative Pata Patai, the podcast edition, is made possible thanks to the support of Tauranga City Council, Western Bay of Plenty District Council, Mood Media, and creative producer Kendra Stone.